Hi there. This time, let's go through cyclothymic disorder, also known as cyclothymia, and persistent depressive disorder, also known as dysthymia. I'd like to start off doing the same kind of thing that I had done in the bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 episode. So while going through cyclothymia and dysthymia, we're going to be looking at which of the two have or don't have mania or mixed episodes, and then which of the two have or don't have major depression. In cyclothymia, there are no mania or mixed episodes, uh, but they may have periods of mood elevation. And then in terms of the major depression, also they, they do not have major depression, but they are associated with a relatively mild depressed mood. With dysthymia, again, there's no mania or mixed episodes. And then with the major depression, usually mild, but can meet criteria for major and sub cases. So I think just, again, off the bat, going through those two similarities or differences between those two can help. Going into more of the specifics of cyclothymia or cyclothymic disorder, I think of this as being more similar to bipolar 2 disorder, but it is less severe. So when looking at the diagnostic criteria of this or the things that you're going to be looking for in diagnosing somebody with cyclothymia, they have symptoms that fall short of meeting criteria for a full hypomanic episode. So again, there's no mania or hypomania. Other symptoms fall short of that, but they have this, this elevated mood or these, these moods of elevation. There are numerous periods of mild to moderate depressive symptoms that fall short of meeting criteria for major depressive episodes, and then they don't have a history of MDD either, but they might have these times of mild or moderate depression. And then one third will actually eventually develop bipolar disorder, and then they may coexist actually with borderline personality disorder. So if a question comes up on an exam asking what kind of personality disorder is more common in a patient with cyclothymia, borderline personality disorder would most likely be the answer to that question because that's what is seen as, as commonly coexisting with cyclothymia. The clinical manifestations of somebody with cyclothymia would be increased goal-directed behavior, decreased need for sleep, inflated self-esteem, talkativeness, and distractibility. Again, a lot of this sounds similar to a bipolar disorder, but it is falling short of being diagnosed as an actual bipolar 1 or bipolar 2. The diagnostic criteria, so it is going to be characterized by at least two consecutive years of prolonged milder elevations and milder depressions in mood that do not meet the criteria for a full hypomanic episode or major depressive episodes. Patients are symptomatic at least half the time and are not symptomatic free for more than two consecutive months. So again, for me, when I hear these diagnostic criteria, it sounds very similar to bipolar 2, but there's some of these other features that are seen in bipolar 2 that you're just not seeing in cyclothymic disorder. So having a good idea of what the diagnostic criteria is for bipolar 2 can help you differentiate this cyclothymia from that. Going into the treatment and management of cyclothymia, again, it's going to sound similar. So pharmacologically, first line is going to be mood stabilizers and then second generation antipsychotics. So I'll just list the mood stabilizers again. This might be lithium, valproic acid, and lamotrigine. If an anxious depressive polarity is more prominent in a patient with cyclothymia, lamotrigine is probably going to be the go-to mood stabilizer medication. If anxiety is more dominant, valproic acid or valproate is going to be the mood stabilizer that's, that's more beneficial in that patient. And if there's a significant effective intensity, lithium is going to be the mood stabilizer most likely used. The second generation antipsychotics, this is just, again, it's going to be risperidone, olanzapine, quetiapine, and ziprazidone, the most common second generations that will be picked from. Again, it's more like bipolar treatment compared to depression treatment. I think that'll cover cyclothymia pretty well in terms of what you may be tested on in an examination. 
Now going into persistent depressive disorder or dysthymia. This one I'm going to say is more like major depressive disorder. So again, when you're looking through cyclothymia, the diagnostic criteria sounded very, very similar to bipolar, but it's not quite meeting the, the same criteria. When we're looking at the diagnostic criteria for dysthymia, it's going to be a chronic depressed mood, and that's required for at least two years in adults. It might be at least one year in children or adolescents, but on an exam, you're most likely going to see at least two years in adults. That lasts most of the day, more days than not. At least two of the following conditions must be present, and this might be insomnia, hypersomnia, fatigue, low self-esteem, decreased or increased appetite, hopelessness, poor concentration, or indecisiveness. In that two-year period, the patient is not symptom-free for more than two months at a time during that two-year period, and then they will have never had a manic episode or a hypomanic episode. So never having had a manic episode, that rules out bipolar one, we really wouldn't have been thinking that in the first place because we're not talking about any kind of mood elevation. But also having no hypomanic episode, that can rule out bipolar 2. And then lastly, just going into the pharmacology for management of dysthymia, the medications you use are going to be SSRIs, SNRIs, bupropion, mirtazapine, TCAs, and MAOIs. And as I list off those medications, I want to make sure it's important that you're not necessarily using those in any order you want, but you're going to probably be starting off with an SSRI, maybe an SNRI, potentially adding on bupropion, maybe adding on mirtazapine if that's needed. If none of that's working, you might be trying a TCA, and then the last line would be those MAOIs. So it is more like depression treatment compared to any kind of bipolar treatment. A combination of psychotherapy and pharmacotherapy is more uh, effective than either alone. But when you hear about dysthymia and you hear these diagnostic criteria, I hope that you think more about depression and, and that major depression disorder and that the treatments of that. And I have an episode that had gone over that in the past and the, the treatment of that. And then when you hear the cyclothymia or the cyclothymic disorder, hopefully you should be thinking about bipolar disorder or something that's similar to bipolar too, but keeping in mind that it is less severe. The symptoms of that are falling short of meeting the criteria for any kind of full hypomanic episode, saying it's not a bipolar disorder. So I think these are two kind of oddballs out that, that are tested on for sure. And I think it's important to know them very well. But keeping in mind that cyclothymic disorder, it's not quite bipolar, but they have similarities. Persistent depressive disorder, dysthymia, similar to major depressive disorder, but it's still, it's not quite there, but it has similarities. So hopefully this helps going through the differences between these two as well as the similarities. And yeah, hopefully this helps in any exams coming up in the future for you.